Mars was attacked. We won the war, but they destroyed half the planet. Everyone's been evacuated. Nothing human remains. We're here for drone repair with a mop-up crew. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hello. Each week, we discuss guilty pleasures, forgotten classics from the horror and sci-fi genres, in case you've never listened before. This week, we're discussing the modern classic, Oblivion, starring Tom Cruise and Morgan Freeman and Jamie Lannister and others. And all the rest. (laughs) And all the rest. Good Lord. Son of a bitch. Oh my yep. god. We that, that's uh 200 hours I'll never get back in my life again. It's funny, people who don't know, one of the reasons we're doing this is cuz we're actually going to appear on another podcast discussing it. So we always like and to double dip. It's their fault. It's their and fault. He uh he texted me through Twitter and was just like just confirming we're still doing this next week and I'm like we better be because I just sat through this movie. Yeah. And he's like, haha, LOL. So, yes. That, I'm sure he's going to tell us that, that it is uh, like a pivotal movie in his life and it transformed him and uh, changed the course of all events. It definitely changed me. That's for sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay. Why don't you give us your 30 second synopsis of Oblivion? Uh, some kind of aliens landed on, on the moon, desiccated the moon, causing all kinds of problems. The humans had to move, uh, off, off of the, the surface of the earth, uh, because during the battles, atomic bombs were used. And now we're li- all living on, uh, one of Saturn's moon Titans. Or are we? Or are we? Or are we? In, in two minutes, you pretty much suss up that there's something wrong, at least with Tom Cruise's wife. Immediately, <laughs> I was like, robot. And <laughs> not a robot. Not a robot, but you might as well be a robot. Right. So, oh my God. What do you want to know? It, <laughs> it is CGI for 90 minutes and then 30 minutes uh, plus 10 additional minutes just trying to string together some kind of a story. It's slow. Yeah. It's too long. Again, Tom Cruise uh, has a, a wife that is about his daughter's age. Same old, same old. Whatever. I, I could care less. Very upsetting. Very and actually, it, it it we were on a different podcast and we were talking about the zombie apocalypse and like what would you do and and this is kind of like this. I think it's just better to be dead than to live this life. <laughs> well, it depends what we're talking about because he seems like he's doing all right, Tom, in this movie. For all right? we know, he's only been doing this for 10 minutes. You know, there's no real concept of time. Plus, he has ignorance on his side. Right. Well, and he, here's the thing. Okay, number one, he lives up in that fancy tower, which is like super fancy and ultra modern. It's got that interesting pool that you can swim in that's suspended. It has an endless pool. It's basically they've taken a... a, a an apartment from the Hollywood Hills and then just put it in space. Well, it's, it's like above the clouds, right? It's not in space per se, but it is, it is high, high, high. Um, yeah. but There's a lot he, of people who seem high, high, high. Just the writers and the director. Yeah. Uh, then from time to time, he goes down to earth where he's got like kind of a little hideaway in the woods where things seem like they're going all right. So... It seems that way for sure. Now, I'm assuming you had never seen this before. No, I'm not even sure I'd heard of it. Because basically all you have to do is say Tom Cruise and I immediately turn around and walk the other way. That's because your soul is black and dead. I remember... um, 
I remember seeing this, the ads for this movie. About the same time, another kind of post-apocalyptic Earth movie came out starring Will Smith called After Earth. And for both the movies, they kind of tell you what the twist is. You know what I mean? It's like it's supposed to be a surprise, uh, but then but they it's can't revealed. Keep the secret. Yeah, but they, they can't, can't keep like the right because if they don't tell you what the the secret is, you're probably not coming to see this movie, right? Well, then, and if and they just assume you're too dumb to figure it out anyway, so we have to tell you. It's like when you go to an art gallery and then someone has to sit and explain to you why it's good. If that happens, then it ain't. Right. Well, and this was also kind of that moment where we started to realize, oh, Tom Cruise, not quite the draw that he used to be. You know what I mean? He he was already, I mean, the whole jumping off the couches stuff had already occurred, but we at least up to this point still felt like, but you're still making good movies, right? When Oblivion came out, it was kind of like, oh, these movies kind of suck. That was, I again, I hadn't seen it at the time, but that was the reaction to it. Like, people were not rushing out to see this. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not really sure I've ever rushed out to see a Tom Cruise movie. I mean, he's certainly better, but, I mean, all these movies, uh, these, these big-ticket actors, they just keep doing the same shit. Because it's this kind of physical work. I'm a great guy look at me without having to do any soul searching or real acting. It's just the same old shit. That's why I'm bored with it. I understand. Well, to be honest, this movie was boring. I fell asleep multiple times over two nights and I had to finish it this morning. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's very popular in Europe. Impossible. Impossible. (laughs) I don't believe that for a, for a GD second. It's it's one of those. Okay, should we just jump right in? Let the, let the good times roll. Let the highlights. The, the highlight of the whole movie is that it's filmed in Iceland. So right, uh, the 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 landscape is pretty. Right. Okay. But, but it falls into these stupid, the same old bullshit tropes. The man goes out and has adventures and does all the serious work while the woman stays home still wearing, you know, six inch Louboutins so she can click a few buttons on the, on the clear table. And she's not even allowed to ever leave the house. Well, Tom Cruise invites her to come down and have it's against adventures. The rules. It's against the rules. That's true. That's true. It's against, so- but it, it's this usual trope of, of the, the damsel in distress. The women don't do much. Uh, and the guys handle all the business. Right. I mean, Tom Cruise basically gets up each morning and goes around and repairs these drones that are there to protect the water vacuum cleaners. I don't know what exactly. The, the, they suck this, the ocean water and turn it into like fusion energy, whatever that means. Right. Um, and some remnants of the aliens, we think, we're told, called the scavs, uh, attack the water treatment plants or whatever from time to time. So he has to go down and repair. Good. This movie. I mean, the whole, first of all, the whole premise of the story makes no goddamn sense. Because why would you even need these replicons or whatever? Hey, reveal. Uh, there are no people on Titan. All the right. th- people you think are humans are the, the, the reptilians or the Borgs or whatever. Uh, and they're, they're trying to eliminate the people. So why would you even bring these humans? Why can't you have a drone that fixes the drones? Right. Well, and this is the, the whole thing. You never actually see an alien in this movie. No. At no time do you see it. There's like an alien artificial intelligence is what they say, called the Tet, which is a big ship that is in outer space. Um, but you're supposed to think that's like the human like spaceship satellite something, right? Right. This whole- that, that, because they're using these clone people with suppressed memories, which makes no goddamn sense. 
Uh, they have to come up, up with a backstory for all, all this elaborate backstory. And we can't send supplies. Why? I don't know. Where did the, but, but they can just keep making new drones uh, on the Borg ship, but we can't send supplies. I mean, right. why do you have this elaborate backstory when it's just like this being that lives in a cube? Right. They can't just have robots fix. I mean, they exist only to kill the re- the last of the humans and repair the machines that kill the humans. Well, and you it, need Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise with suppressed memories to do that. You knew, okay, number one, if you watch the, the trailers for this, you already knew. Because they, they start off saying, the world's destroyed except for these things. And then you remember, at least I remember, from the commercials, the trailers, that there are other people. Because I know Morgan Freeman is in this movie. I think right? they want you to think that they're the aliens. So, and that's the moment the scarfs they... scarfs or something. The <laughs> scavs, as in scavengers. Oh. Which the aliens refer to them as scavengers, but they also refer to themselves. We're, we're scavs, by the way. I'm yeah. glad that they did determine this is what we're being called. But anyway, the moment Tom Cruise wakes up and he says, yes, my mind was just wiped again. My memory has been erased again. That should be a red flag. You're basically a repairman. Why does your mind need to be wiped every five years or whatever it is? Makes and no sense. And why do you sense. have to wear like leather? Got to wear leather. That's standard post-apocalyptic fare. You got to uh-huh. do it like that. Uh-huh. But so, okay, the, the grand reveal, right? Like four hours into this movie, I, I, I lost all crap. All track of time. All crap of time. All crap of time as well. (laughs) Um, Is that uh, Tom Cruise and the lady, Vicka, were astronauts uh, on their journey to investigate Titan just spontaneously Uh when they discovered that this thing, the Tet spaceship, was coming in. So then they changed the plan to go investigate that instead. Basically, at that point, the astronauts were kidnapped and then cloned, like, to a ridiculous degree. And evidently, they said, Morgan Freeman says, that when Tet landed on Earth or whatever, sent down ships to Earth, a thousand Tom Cruise clones came out and declared war on humanity. Okay? Right. Makes no... You have drones! You have armored drones that could do this stuff. Instead, we're sending 10,000 Tom Cruises. Whose vision for the future is this? Tom Cruise? And why do you keep repairing drones when from the ship they just reproduce a thousand percent? And then, I mean, honestly, this is the stupidest movie with the stupidest story. And it just steals images and ideas from a thousand other movies and just glues it together and 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 they throw in Tom Cruise. Well, and I, if I had to say one thing about this movie, it is beautifully shot. It is gorgeous. If you if you yeah. don't care about plot or characterization or logic, you got more than two hours to spend just staring at the screen. Go for if it. you are suffering from insomnia, <laughs> turn down the volume. Turn on the TV, just lay back and let the beautiful Icelandic images wash over you. There's no better sleep you'll ever get. And then you know? they had like crazy uh, Norwegian people singing too. So in case you didn't realize it was Iceland. <laughs> did they, they did not have Norwegian people sing. Where were the Norwegian singers? At the end credits. Well, Norway I, is not the same I, as Iceland, by the it way. It is not, but... Very upsetting. Nonetheless... <laughs> Because at first I'm like, are they throwing in some uh, Bjork crap? And then I Googled it and it's actually a Norwegian singer. I'm sure they threw some Bjork crap in here as well. (laughs) Oh, sweet Jesus. Right. Okay. When they first introduced the idea of the scavs, the narrator, Tom Cruise, beginning the movie suggests that they're the remnants of the alien invaders. Because when the aliens attacked, they blew up the moon, which effed up the whole planet. Okay, the big battles occurred, but Atomic we survived. Atomic weapons were used. We, we survived. We won because we launched a bunch of nukes. 
and that won the day, but Earth is thrashed. So therefore, we're scooping up as much water as we can, and everybody else is on Titan living the good life, I guess, right. except for Tom Cruise and his, his crazy uh, you know, partner, love interest. Who knows we what's were happening? We were assigned. We were, we assigned. were assigned. Now, he, from very early on, he's having memory flashbacks or whatever, right? He doesn't understand. There's a strange woman that he sees in the, you know, in New York. Um, but it, again, to him, it would make no sense because the war occurred 60 years ago, right? But I guess uh -huh. he just thinks these are just dreams. I'm just having dreams that have nothing to do with anything. But my, my scary, my scary uh, wife character is, is looking at me strange. So I, I best not say anything, even though I have no memories beyond a couple years ago. So who and knows? And how come she doesn't have any of these repressed thoughts? She should, right? Right. Because so, she was there, as it turns out, she was on the spa same spacecraft with Tom Cruise and his wife and all these other people. Why was she taking that picture of them together for the story or whatever? I mean, none of this shit makes any sense. Were we supposed to think from that scene that she had kind of an unrequited love for him? That's my question. Because she was kind of snuggling, even though his wife is literally another one of the astronauts who are right. in hypersleep. And that's why she's kind of more invested in their relationship. And when they, okay, it, well into the movie, they, they detect like the scavs are sending a beacon out in space, which calls down the Odyssey, which was the, I guess we later discover was the ship that they were flying initially 60 years ago, the humans to investigate whatever. Right. Everyone so it was turned just out to be the Borg. That's correct. But was the Odyssey just floating in space for 60 years? Well, isn't that what the Odyssey did in Homer? They couldn't get home. Oh. So interesting. So you're saying this is a direct uh, As I say, adaptation. They, 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 exactly. They, they ripped off a bunch of different ideas and tried to mush them together to the background of Iceland. That's correct. Now... One thing that I kept noticing is Tom Cruise, as far as he's concerned, because again, this is the other thing that I was kept going like, so is Tom Cruise the only repairman on earth? Like for five minutes, I'm like, so he's responsible for repairing all the water suckers all over the planet. Now it's later revealed. No, no, no. You know, there are different towers set up however far apart where another clone of Tom Cruise is doing the exact same job. And I guess they say, uh, don't investigate those areas because they're radioactive, quote unquote. Right. So it, that's how he separates them. Right. right. And, and it's the same old uh, Planet of the Apes bullshit. Don't go into this area. There's something terribly wrong with it. No, it's just a lie. That's just where the Planet of the Eight Peoples were hiding. Or that is where the the scrappers were hiding in this thing. It's just the same old story over and over again. That is correct. So somehow the scrappers call down the Odyssey and the, the other astronauts, we don't realize that's what they are, were in hypersleep. And of course, you know, the big boss who is using the human's face or whatever is like, don't investigate. We'll send drones. Don't investigate. Right. Uh, but We're and that's when offline. Why are they? Why do they go offline every evening? I don't know. There's one no knows. explanation. No explanation. So he flips out. Tom Cruise flips out because he now sees a bunch of humans. Oh, my God. There are humans here in these hypersleep. Um, and of course, he recognizes the woman from his dreams, which you'd have to be blind to know. Obviously, this was there's some story from before. Not uh, all is what it appears. Uh, but when Tom Cruise figures out that the when the scrappers kidnap him and drag him down to their lair, they're revealed to just be people wearing crazy disguises. What was it? Why did they wear disguises? It's important in a post-apocalyptic world 
that there be a large supply of Game of Thrones costumes, leather costumes. Uh, it, it makes no GD sense. Considering its present time, wouldn't they be dressed in, uh, I don't know, the lady in slightly flared pants and, and the guys in just regular jeans? I mean, absolutely. Come on. Come right. on. Jamie Lannister is literally in a spray painted Game of Thrones costume that he previously wore. <laughs> they recycled it. No what question. Hells yes. They, it was abandoned when Game of Thrones was finished shooting in Iceland. And he's like, dude, I just found this in a cave where I left it when we wrap filming. I'm just going to put it on. Coincidence? I think not. Who's to say? Um, but shouldn't Tom Cruise have been more shocked to be like, whoa, there's a whole community of people still on Earth. I thought everybody was on Titan. Of course, there should have been a full shock. This is why I thought it was a robot and not just a clone, because it should have been like everything I've been, uh, I know is a lie. Right. Like it should have been an immediate kind of like, like a he should look like, he should have looked like Fred Sanford clutching his heart. Elizabeth, baby, I'm coming to join you. It should have been something. Absolutely. Because as far as he's concerned, him and his his lady, Vika, should be the only people left on Earth. Mm-hmm. And they are not. And so. they are not. And my God, I would be so bored. I didn't see any TV. When the sun goes down, he has to be back home. I mean, they have no children, so I, I, I don't even know what they're doing. I mean, it's it's a hell of a view, but you're going to be bored. But we don't know how long they were supposed to be there. Well, they were they were getting down from time to time. He was yeah. like, I'm you know I'm seeing things. What's up? And she's like, hop in naked into the love tub and let's just do this. Yeah, she's her like, job <laughs> is to distract and in, enforce the rules. Because you're right. There's never a moment where she's like, you know, you're right. You know, maybe we should think about this. There's the. All you get is when he brings uh, the woman who's revealed to be his wife back up to the tower. She's like, I want her gone. I have no questions, no curiosity other than she's hit the bricks. A hundred percent. And when she gets killed the first time, do we see her get killed? Because I don't remember seeing her dead body anywhere. When, When the drones shoot you, you basically explode like a puff of confetti or something. It's like I, I don't remember her seeing her getting shot. I saw it she, coming after Cruz. Did you see it? Did I just it, miss it? it? It's a blink and you'll miss it kind of moment. Because okay. yes, every morning, you know, she's talking to the computer or whatever, Sally. And Sally always asks, you know, are you an effective team? And every right. morning she goes, Oh yes, we're a very effective team. When Tom Cruise comes back with the lady this is like the second time and he's like hey we need to talk about this she's locks him out and then calls sally and says we are no longer an effective team she's pissed and at that point the drone that was on board there was one crazy drone that didn't have armor giant. for some reason a yeah. giant one that lives in the middle that nobody seemed to know anything about it was as big as, what is that shitty movie we just watched that had the, the giant drone that was supposed to do everything, but then didn't do it? I don't know. What was the movie we just watched? Shit. Go, never. <laughs> it was as my mind's as been that. wiped. I don't remember. I, I think my yeah. mind's been wiped, too. It, it was comical <laughs> so it pops up. how giant and r- stupid and ridiculous it was. Yes, it was a VW bug, basically. It was huge. And it comes up and it blasts her and she pops up like, I always say like Rip Taylor's confetti. Woo! She's, she's vaporized. Um, and it's about to kill Tom Cruise when Julia, the other woman, shoots it from behind and destroys it. With one and shot. Where, where one the little shot. ones, it's like when you used to play the shitty video games where you had to just keep shooting it for five minutes while you watched your armor go down. But but That's the correct. giant one, ping. That was it. Ball game. Well, the thing about it is, and I, I wrote this down, you're absolutely right. It's like sometimes 
they're totally indestructible. Guys sitting there with like at-at guns, not doing anything, not doing anything, not blinking. And then there's a scene, oh no, it's going to shoot like an entire family crunch. And you see Jamie Lander sit her behind it with like a pistol. Whew, got her in the nick of time. Really? Yeah, one one shot. shot from your pistol. Yeah. Nice work. People were hitting it with howitzers for 20 minutes. No work. <laughs> oh God, this movie. Sweet Jesus. Any other thoughts? Any other recollections oh, you want to talk about? I, honestly, I have some notes, but they're mostly just complaints. I honestly thought this was just going to be a Groundhog Day, and that was the oblivion. It was gonna, I was going to blow my brains out. Where it took the whole, it, it appeared, and maybe this would have been better, where that this is just their life cycle. It just happens over and over and over again. That might have been Why is this movie called Oblivion? There's no reason why it's called the name. There's no reference to anything being Oblivion. Uh, I'll tell you what, you are thirsting for Oblivion when the movie's over. Please, sweet, sweet death. If you had to live in a post-apocalyptic world, if you were Tom Cruise. This one should be the one you should live in because it doesn't make any sense why people would be leaving when there are clearly beautiful places with fresh water, trout, I mean, the earth is not ruined. Clearly so, it's not that, ruined. Clearly it's not ruined. And even when they're in the radiation area, they don't have any radiation gear. There, there seems to be nothing. He just gets out and is breathing whatever the hell air there is. Yes. It, make, it well, makes no sense. Well, it's that thing where it's like the moment you realize the truth, then these other kind of things make a little bit more sense. But it's one of those things where you're like, why doesn't Tom Cruise ever question this stuff? He's been living this life for five years. I guess they wiped his logic away along with his memory. Along with the Scientologist, I think. I, I, there's no critical uh, thinking in the future. Not at all. Because you're right. Oh, I wrote oh, that down. I'm sorry. Am I being mean to Scientologists? Is that what <laughs> was that? Your little comment there? I, I don't judge. You ju- okay. judge not lest ye be judged. I'm judging. Judge him. Um, guilty guilty god i mean there's so many annoying Uh oh why are you cursing at me now or what's happening? no i'm just cursing about this movie but continue what were you okay then another thing that i find irritating along with the misogynistic uh, portrayal of women in this film patriarchy is that the patriarchy continues uh how about the fact once again he's wearing like it's iceland He's wearing heavy heavy leather insulated gear. She starts off with the same kind of heavy costuming and slowly by the end, she's just be bopping around in a tank top while he's still got the leather Nehru jacket because, you know, you can't see her tits as well in the leather, I guess. I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. I also um, got vibes that he, when he st- she gets shot while he's fighting his clone self and yes. he sticks her in the, in the cave. I'm like, is this the fucking English patient now? What's next? It is. That might have been better. I don't know. But I was like, Why? this is borrowed from this. This is borrowed from that. Oh. They borrowed heavily from the English patient. I think we can all agree on that. Why couldn't he throw her shot ass into the helicopter? Why do you have to leave her in a cave and then come back with the stuff? Right. And then I was confused because I thought there were robots. So why do they have a first aid kit to begin with anyway? Yes. And why wouldn't the first aid kit be on the helicopter? It has a fancy motorcycle. It's got that. Oh, my God. It's like he has all the accessories that Batman had, except they're in white. Right. True. Now let's talk about the thrilling conclusion because they were going to blow up Tet by putting like a, a nuclear bomb or something inside one of the drones. Right. But the other drones came up and shot up everything. So the drones destroyed, ignoring the fact that Tom Cruise is a drone repairman. Right. Right. And he doesn't know anything about the drones beyond what he can do with a stick of, of Wrigley's. Is that what it is? Stick of Wrigley. Well, he's he, they establish he can reprogram it and repair it, but clearly not in this case. 
But um, with no supplies, so whatever repairs he's doing can't not require parts. I think he has like a flashlight, a screwdriver, and a stick of gum. If he can MacGyver it, but they keep telling him that they can't get them parts, yet they can produce new ones on the Borg ship on demand. Here's an interesting question. See? Where in the hell is he getting gum? Is there a Wrigley's manufacturing plant nearby that he swoops in, grabs some supplies and gum? Where are they getting any food? I didn't see supply ships. Is These it soil and green? It is soil and green! The truth comes out. That's why they needed a new meat delivery. <laughs> Maybe right? they were calling it in. It's a uh. sad situation. Now, uh, so they decide to, because... Tet had said, bring us the survivor. They're like, ooh, we'll use this as kind of a, a Trojan horse. So we'll bring up the survivor, which is Julia, with the nuclear bomb, and somehow they'll let us in. Why does Tet give two goddamns about Julia? The drones gun down all the other survivors. Why wouldn't the drone, why wouldn't they just blow the ship out of the air? Oh, you're on your way? Rocket, boom, you're dead. Yeah, as soon as you get out of space, just shoot the damn thing, right? Why would that? Why would they give a damn? Because they show you inside the Borg ship is in fact the Matrix. It is the Matrix. Wait, wait, are you, are you just dis disgusted that they just took all these just random images and just tried to shove them all together? That's all I can say. What this movie is. One thing I wondered. Would this have been a better movie if everything you learn at the beginning is true? You know what I mean? Tom Cruise is there. There are really crazy monsters on the surface of the earth. He's on his own. What does he do? Rather than all this crazy cloning and the monster. It's like The Village by M. Night yeah. Shyamalan. It's it one thing. It's a crappier version is the reveal. Honestly, if it's the same people in charge, I don't think it would matter whether it was that version that you just said or my Groundhog Day version where it's oblivion because they're just in a perpetual loop where just the same thing happens, which apparently it does. If you saw that until that moment when they blew up the Borg ship, it was Groundhog Day because every version, it was the prestige, every version of, of Tom Cruise has the same memories and feelings as the last one. So it's always a perpetual loop of him. They have to limit the time he's on Earth because eventually he's going to blow it. Hmm. Interesting. I, I I mean, I don't understand why, because clearly they keep cloning. I mean, was it like the last clone just got too damn old and fell in a hole? And they're like, okay, well, let's pump out another one for it this area. Be because because the, the future Tom Cruise had the same memories as past Tom Cruise. But what is what you remember what happened? He doesn't remember what happened in outer, like, you know, when he was an astronaut. But he remembers her. He remembers her. He and remembers. And Tom remembers her and was dreaming of her, too. Right. All, evidently, all the Tom Cruises all over the world, millions of Tom Cruises, uh, were all having the same dreams. I, I, I guess because at the, spoiler alert, Tom Cruise blows himself up to save humanity. Never fear. Here's another Tom Cruise. Hey, I'm a clone. I need it's love too, team, baby. Man. You get rid of one, another one pops up, drops through the box. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Any other thoughts and feelings? Yeah, I don't ever need to see this again. And now I think the whole movie is about Scientology. I don't think it says that in inherently, but no, who's to say? They got to slide it in. But remember when... Remember when uh, John Travolta tried to do that whole Xenu, whatever. Uh, Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. We, we got to add that to the list because that's we a total that train to wreck. We could, just, we could just riff on that and the Leah Remini sci surviving Scientology. Just do the whole thing on that. It brings together the best of both worlds, science fiction and cults. Add it all together. Shall we go to behind the scenes? I mean, there's like three actors. 
what is the behind the scenes? Uh... There were 10 days of location shooting in Iceland where daylight lasted virtually 24 hours. I'm telling you, it is invigorating. So when I was there, the sun didn't set till almost midnight. And and at 3 a.m., it was like noon. It would like literally dipped. It got dark and then popped right back up. It is invigorating. I mean, I wasn't there that long. Maybe it gets old. (laughs) But it was like, it. when you wake up at 6 a.m. and it's a noon sun glaring at you, you're like, okay, let's go. Let's go. And you just keep going. And I mean, I stayed up later than I would n- n- normally ever do because you're just, it's full sun. Now, awesome. this was a choice. Like, they wanted it to be well lit to kind of contrast it with other science fiction films like Alien, where everything's dark and spooky. All right. So does that make sense? Well, and Iceland is super uh, volcanic. So the dunes with like uh, smoke coming out, you see that all over Iceland. So you have craggy areas. You have areas that look like desert. You have air- areas where it's it's very green. You know, it, you got you got it all, friend. You got it all. Where do I got to Get my tickets right now for sure. I'm you, you're about the only person who hasn't been to Iceland. They are. I believe moving. it. Uh, the bubble ship that Tom Cruise uh, flies around in was created with doors that open on their own. And Tom Cruise, who's a licensed pilot, oh, gave geez. his own input as to the design. Everybody's like, thanks, Tom. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> it was very important. Um, oh as in all, they could have probably saved uh, like people from starvation for this budget. They oh, absolutely! Could have cured world hunger for uh, having fake uh, ships with the doors pop open on their own. Well, and here's the other thing: the motorcycle. This is a post-apocalyptic <laughs> science fiction movie, and yet, because it's a Tom Cruise movie, there have to be extensive scenes of him riding motorcycles around. Oh, it's in his contract. It's in his contract. And three virgins. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, Saturn's moon Titan is the second largest moon in the solar system. And it's the only other object other than Earth to contain liquid rivers, lakes, and rain on its surface, which is why, oh, well, you know, that's a place we can go live. Except for the fact. Water? Yeah, except for. <laughs> the temperature is minus 350 degrees Fahrenheit. So, so how is it water moving at, th- at minus 300? It's probably just the rivers of mercury I, or something. Right. I didn't say water. I said liquid. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't uh-huh. drink it. Don't drink it. Um, somebody made the point that when they first started filming the movie, Tom Cruise was 49 years old, which is interesting what? that his My character, <laughs> he was 49. He's, he's Jack 49. And then when it's three years later, the clone pops up and he's Jack 52. Coincidence? perhaps he ain't 49 i'll tell you that (laughs) he's not anymore this movie came out like nine years ago he's almost 60 now yeah he's 59 okay Uh, i was like how i thought this was a fairly new movie i'm like he's he's gonna be 60 he's a a thousand years old he'll do a liam neeson where liam neeson at i don't know 84 is still like Punching people in their 20s and jumping out planes. I'm like, come on, Leon. Let, let's just take a rest. I appreciate there's a scene when Tom Cruise is in his hideaway and he's flipping through his vinyl records that he's scrounged up. And the last one he flips through is the self-titled Asia album. Oh, Who's listening to Asia? <laughs> it was the heat, heat of the up. moment. Did I tell you I saw them here in town 10 years ago? They couldn't give the tickets away, which was very sad. And oh. they sounded, they sounded, no, we got free tickets because my ex-husband was working for the cable company. So I get there and this is like an old movie theater. Like it's our Fox mm-hmm. theater. It was half full and they wanted to promote a new album. 
which was terrible. Oh, no. And whenever they sang any of their hits, it was like they were dead inside. I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> I felt bad for them. I was like, oh. Poor Asia. Poor Asia. Poor Asia. Uh, Andrea Riseborough, who plays Vika in this movie, in 2016, in an interview, she was asked about her worst job ever. And she paused a moment and she said, either when I was working in a Chinese restaurant, I had to shred duck for the meals or working on Oblivion. Oh, why was it so terrible? That's beautiful, though. She, she, she did not elaborate, sadly. Had so. to be Tom Cruise. Who else did she have inter- any, any interaction with? She wasn't jumped through buildings. She wasn't running. She wasn't swinging. She did no uh, effects. She sat in a chair, memorized lines. So what else could it be? It was Tom Cruise. Well, I, I also wonder if it wasn't the experience so much as when it came out, it was a total stinker. Maybe. And then she's like, she was not a, I mean, she's not a big star now necessarily. I saw her in uh, a Nicolas Cage movie uh, not that long ago called Mandy, which is actually a moderate hit for Nicolas Cage. Um, but yeah, to have that be kind of your coming out is this stinker with Tom Cruise. Yeah, but um, also, it's also a judgment on her experience. Oh, perhaps. Originally, Jessica Chastain was cast as the role of Julia, the wife. As we, as we know, Mr. Kevin has a special feeling for Jessica Chastain. I do. I have a special feeling. <laughs> now, she subsequently got cast in Zero Dark Thirty and asked to drop me. out of Oblivion. Oh. Right. Well, she, she won. Yeah. Academy well, that, of Best Picture. Sho- yeah. You have good taste. It shows that she's not a ding dong. Right. She bounced. And then she thanked um, Tom Cruise for allowing her as like executive producer or whatever to leave like. Thank you. Tear up her contract so do, she could do, do not it. do not turn the Scientologists against me. Thank you. Master. Don't do it. Don't do it. Should we talk about the cast? She did have to go to at least three Eyes Wide Shut uh, events, though. (laughs) At least three. At least three. Uh, Let's see. We know Tom Cruise, of course, plays astronaut Jack Harper. Jack 49, Jack 52. You know him from Top Gun, The Last Samurai, Jerry Maguire, Mission Impossible. The list goes on and on. I still yeah. love Tom Cruise. I know you. Not do. this movie lo- so you, much. You love the action films. You love them, Kevin, and that's okay. I that do. could be your your shame. That could, <laughs> there's no shame. Don't you yuck my yum? Yeah. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, and this was this was a sad situation. Morgan Freeman, before you blinked was doing kind of crappy movies as well. You know what I mean? Right. It was like he went from being like Morgan Freeman to it's like, oh, you're in this movie? This straight-to-video? Poor of, Morgan Freeman. I'm sorry. I never thought of Morgan Freeman that way. I love Morgan Freeman. <laughs> well, go look at his IMDb, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, you know him You know him from Seven, Invictus, Driving Miss Daisy, Million Dollar Baby. Um, he know what he's doing. See. He know what he's doing. He's got to pay them bills too. Yeah. Olga Kurilenko played Julia. Um, the only thing I remember her in is she was in one of the the crappier Daniel Craig movies, uh, James Bond movie. She was in Quantum of Solace, the second. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, right? she was the I Bond girl from own. that. I own that. I own it as well, but it's it's definitely a lesser effort. Let's just say. I, although there were some fantastic visuals when they're when he's coming up on the boat with the Chinese mm. lanterns floating, it was gorgeous. He let's see, she was also in Oblivion, Hitman, mm. Vampire Academy. You know him, don't you? Vampire Academy. Oh, recently she was in the Black Widow movie. If you ever saw that, she no, had no lines not. though. Very sad. No. Uh, Wait, Black Widow? You mean the one with? Uh, the Marvel uh, movie. Oh no, I was thinking Black with Deborah Winger, where she mar- marries the the rich and man Teresa and- Russell. No, we're not <laughs> talking about that one. 
Andrea Riseborough played Vicka. You know her. She was in Birdman or the Existential whatever. I don't remember the full title. Uh, she's in Oblivion. She's in something called Possessor and something yep. called W.E. where she plays Wallace Simpson. So there you go. Oh, okay. What was uh, let's see. For? Nikolai Kosterwaldau. You know him from Game of Thrones, Oblivion, Gods of Egypt, and some other kind of Danish film. I can't pronounce it. Not a Vogden. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. I did no. try to pronounce it. Did not do very successfully. That's uh, probably better if you don't do yep. that. He, I mean, he is great, but he is not in good movies. He's not. I mean, he just he hasn't been able to make that full transition to being like a movie star, sadly. Uh, let's see. Melissa Leo played Sally, which is like the crazy voice on the computer all the time. She was in The Fighter. She was in Frozen River. She was in Prisoners, Conviction. She's in a ton of stuff. She was nominated for some, I think, for pris- or, uh, for uh, The Fighter. Nominated for Academy Award. I think that's about it. Shall we talk about the rating? Wait a second. So I Googled we. It's about W-E. a woman. W, w dot E yes. dot. It's about yes. a woman who's obsessed with Wall Simpson, who who uh, who married uh, King Edward, and he abdicated. He abdicated the throne. Yep. Directed by Madonna. So we're doing that next week. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, That's okay. all you need to know. And that's all you need to know. Oscar Isaac is in it. I like Oscar Isaac. I know. Oblivion. Come uh, back to what I was talking about. It only has a 6.1 out of 10. on. It has a 12 on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know oh. if Madonna's going to be invited to uh, direct again. Very sad. Oblivion currently has a 53% Rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, audience members gave it 61%. So at, at best, it's it's mediocre. At worst, it is incredibly boring. Let's take a look at top critics, shall All we? Right. Shall we? There are a million top critics talking about it. Richard Roper gave it three out of five. This is a sci-fi movie equivalent of a pretty damn good cover band. Oh Jesus Christ! I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, it's like you—it's like the highlights, you know, things you've seen a thousand times. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Peter Travers of Rolling Stone for all the bells and whistles and electronic score by M83, a screen-busting IMAX presentation and crews going full throttle. Oblivion feels arid and antiseptic, untouched by human hands. Two out of four. Very sad. Let's see. Is there another one? Uh, Let's see. Wesley Morris from Grantland says it takes more than an hour for Oblivion to become whatever it is the filmmakers think it's supposed to be. (laughs) Very sad. What is your Uh, rating, Aaron? I'm giving it one rusty hammer out of five. And that rusty hammer is to beat myself in the head if if anyone tries to force me to watch it again. Sweet, sweet oblivion is all I'm saying. Money uh, spent on this movie is a crime against humanity. And we need to take this to the Hague. It's a war crime. It's a war crime. Plain and simple, a damn war crime. Um, oh God, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it, uh, one crazy scabber dude running around out of five. I don't know what to say. This movie blows. It's boring. It's boring. It makes no sense. Um, it's like, I I don't even know what else to say. It's not worth your time. Clearly. Don't even bother. I don't care if it's free on HBO. Not worth it. It, It's time that you will never get back on your deathbed. You will wish you had two more hours, but no, you wasted it watching this. Absolutely. Very upsetting. So thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter at T podcast, TW die. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Aaron Instagram question mark. 
We are on the Insta. We are the podcast that wouldn't die. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So don't forget to like, rate, review, share, spread the word, won't you? Aaron, Aaron, are you on social media? I am on social media. I'm on the Twitski, the cult of Aaron. I am on the Insta. I am the cult of Aaron. I'm also on Flickr. I'm on Tumblr. I can't even remember what my names are on those. I am on Facebook. I also have another Instagram account. It is uh, Grinder. I am Grinder. I am on Artsy. Aaron Doherty. I'm on First Dibs. Aaron Doherty. Won't you buy something? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? Next week, we have a very special uh, occasion. Let me tell you. We are rounding up some of our crazy siblings to talk about the immortal Sam Raimi classic, Drag Me to Hell. Fantastic. So check that out. At least I Um, have something to look forward to because that is a bang movie. Now, as far as I know, this hasn't been any of the siblings that we have actually spoke about. Oh, we have. Or, or we've talk, spoken uh, of... trash about. Well, maybe we, we, we have. have. Who can say? Who can say? You can watch Drag Me to Hell. Nowhere for free, I'm sad to Bastards. say. Bastards. Uh, but it's $3.99 on Apple TV, Amazon Prime, YouTube, Vudu, Redbox. Damn Direct you, TV. Amazon Prime! Isn't it enough that I'm paying like $130 and now I got to pay $3 for bullshit movies on top of everything else? Very upsetting. Very upsetting. That's the only word I can use to describe it. So go check out Drag Me to Hell. Let us know what you think for God's sakes. So thank you very much and be well. Bye, babies.